Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State Athletics Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. And as always, the Cowboy Chronicles Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. Jacob, it has been a while since we've uh, since we've been at the mic for the podcast here. We're back. We um, are. Was it March, maybe? I would say so. Probably right before you left for Kansas City. Yeah. And then uh, when you came back, the world had ended. Uh, My bad. No, 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 not your, not your <laughs> fault. Not your fault. You, you were, you were careful. You washed your hands and wore a mask. Um, but, uh, but the world ended, uh, and uh, sort of, uh, sort of going again. Um, spending a lot in uh, in Stillwater, the world is. Yeah, uh, which we're going to talk about as much uh, of those things as we can, but uh, too much to cover in uh, in one podcast. It is good to be back. Uh, should explain that um, you know between vacation time and furloughs for uh, for each of us, uh, that's been uh, the uh, the biggest reason mm-hmm. for our uh, our long break between podcasts. So we apologize for that. Technically. Uh, officially, I'm on vacation. Yeah, right I say now. I, I pulled you off vacation for this. Yes, basically. exactly. I said, hey, we need to podcast. We're getting emails. We're getting right um, tweets. We're, yes, you know, um, I haven't got a phone call yet, but I'm sure that's coming at some point. Yeah, if we I'm, don't sure, there's, I'm sure there's people out there with our phone numbers who are wondering why we haven't podcasted. Yeah. I actually had someone. I think someone saw your explanation for that once and said, "Oh, well, that make like actually text me and said, oh, I saw Scott's reasoning why you weren't podcasting. That makes more sense now.' I was just wondering <laughs> why, right. and I never right. asked you. And I was like, well, I mean, okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, you exactly. know, well, social distancing has a little bit to do with it too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think this is what the second time I've seen you in person since March, probably. Yeah, I believe so. so yeah, I watched you beat Cameron Jordan in golf. That's right. That's um, right. That was fun. That was fun. Um, it was a lot of fun. Take that, Cameron. Yeah, uh, and." Uh, you know, so social distance had a little bit to do with it. Um, for those who don't know, my wife's pregnant, so I've right. been incredibly cautious. Yes. So, and I've just been cautious for no particular reason. Because uh, uh, so. you're a good person. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to take that hard stance right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's kind of jump into things, and we'll try to try to not rehash a bunch of uh, a bunch of the old stuff. Uh, everybody's been following along enough in. Uh, uh, the variety of news outlets that have been covering what's going on at Oklahoma State between Mike Gundy and the players and uh, NCAA basketball with the basketball team and uh, all those things. We'll, we'll touch on uh, a variety of topics, but we'll try not to uh, rehash too much old stuff. So, so let's start here. Um, I think a lot of people are mostly curious. I think it boils down to, uh, to one intriguing question. And all of this with the investigation into Mike Gundy and his football program, um, with the uh, the uh, investigation centering around the possibility of of uh, racial differences within uh, within the program, uh, the investigation didn't didn't uh, uncover anything of significance. Um, yet Mike Gundy still voluntarily, according to Mike Holder, took a million dollar pay cut. Knocked a year off his salary, decreased his buyout, um, and some other other housekeeping uh, items. I think is the way that that Mike Holder phrased it. Um, if if the investigation didn't find anything, why would Gundy voluntarily do those things to himself? 
I think is is I think a lot of it boils down to that question. And I think that's the most confusing part mm-hmm. of this uh, of this whole aspect. And personally, and I'll let you, Jacob, give your thoughts on it. But personally, I think that Gundy knew he needed to make at least a symbolic gesture to show his team that he was serious about changing. And I think that's the biggest reason for for what he did and why he did it. Actually, actually healing the wounds and uh, mm-hmm. and building the relationships is going to take time. But in the, uh, the the need for immediacy was important, and I think that's why Gundy did what he did. I I completely agree. Um, when you see how Gundy's reacted to everything, um, whether it's in a video he's recorded or an ESPN interview or just by the actions of the, the contract adjustments. Right. He's, he's clearly trying to show that he's willing to listen, willing to make changes. Um, he, he's, he's trying to take the right steps forward. Um, yeah. And um, whether or not you agree with it or not, that's up to you, but you know there there is something to be said for the willingness to to do these changes to make these. I mean, I don't know how, how often have we heard Mike Gundy go on um, go on an interview and call himself a dumbass. Right, right. Exactly. You know that kind of or stood apologize, out. To me. Apologize in general. Yeah, that that really stood out to me. That okay, he's taking this pretty serious. Yeah, and then the contract stuff says okay. He's he's willing to listen to his players. He's willing to make those changes that they're asking, but he's also willing to make a symbolic gesture to say, yeah. "I have, I have not done things the right way, in a lot of different ways, possibly. So I'm going to, right, take a pay cut." Here's one thing that I've been wanting to say for a while, and I want to say I, I I regularly find myself wanting to say it a lot when I'm on Twitter. This is not about a T-shirt. None of this was ever about a T-shirt. The T-shirt was the proverbial straw that broke the Mm -hmm. camel's back. But this was not about a T-shirt. This is this investigation was not about uh, a T-shirt or or freedom of speech or any of those things. This was about players feeling that that their coach did not have their back Mm -hmm. and didn't understand the struggles that they were going through or that that their families were going through the people close to them were going through and i think that's that's the thing that uh, that gets lost in some of this because so much has been made about the oan t-shirt that uh, people aren't realizing that these are these are problems that have been there's there's this gap that's been widening between Gundy and the players for for years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it, it certainly seems that way, according to uh, you know reports that are coming out and people that we've talked to and things like that. So that's the that's the thing that uh, I find myself wanting to uh, wanting to type into Twitter the, the yeah. most and and usually. Whenever I get around to that point, I realize it's it's just not worth it. But mm-hmm. um, because there's no no point in getting in a Twitter fight with somebody over uh, over all this when you're not gonna, yes. you're not going to change their you're not going you're not going to change their uh, their belief structure. The 
the thing about the t-shirt to me is when you talk to people like Mike Holder was very very firm that this was nothing his investigation nothing to do the t-shirt it was the player's right. reaction he with that's a direct quote it was the player's reaction right then when I talked to Landon Wolf last week um, Landon said that, that that it wasn't about the t-shirt it was about more than the t-shirt um, Landon told me in fact he had to look up what OAN was. Yeah, when he when he saw the T-shirt because he had no idea he saw people's reactions, but he wasn't quite sure. He did some research and then he understood why people reacted the way they did. Right. Um, and not and, to cut you off, but no. talk a little bit more about that interview because I found I, the story was fascinating. And uh, for people who haven't read it, you can go find it on on Oklahoman dot com. But um, Landon came across as a very intelligent, very uh, well spoken and eloquent individual, and very aware of his situation yeah so um disclaimer if people who haven't listened to podcasts i've known landon since he was really really young um his mom and my mom have been longtime friends and um he's around the same age as my sister too but um i've watched him kind of grow from afar um but to talk to him the other day i had about a 15 minute interview with him the other day and to hear him talk about how he's trying to make a difference on campus um and it's not just He's, he's involved behind the scenes more right now um, with Chuba Hubbard and Eamon Ogbogamiga and, um, and guys like that that are, that are voicing a lot of these concerns. He, he's, in the, he's back there with them, I think, in these meetings. He's in a lot of these meetings. Mm-hmm. He's met with the Stillwater Chief of Police and the Assistant Chief of Police. He's met with OSU Campus Chief of Police. He's supposed to meet with the... Uh, uh, Payne County Sheriff's Department at some point soon. Um, he's hoping to meet with Tulsa Police Department too. Um, he's trying to bridge this gap between the minorities um, and police right now. And right. Um, he's he's doing it in different ways. He's, he's working on nonprofit organizations. He's going to marches. He's doing all this stuff. But he really knows what he's wanting to do, which I think was really interesting to me. He's got a plan. Um, I also found interesting though too is that when all this started happening, um, when George Floyd was killed, um, he called John Talley, the local FCA director and a state representative, and said, "Hey, I I had these ideas of what I want to do, but how do I implement them? How do I do this?" Right. And he started finding directions. He got set up with the police. He got he they're working on a plan. He won't announce it yet. He won't tell me what they're doing. But there's some changes coming that he's helped fostering. That they're going to announce something soon. Um, he said the next either couple of weeks or right before the season starts, there's going to be an announcement. Um, and he's 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 very thoughtful, um, very intelligent, like you said, very well spoken. Um, he's got his degree in sociology. He's got at least three minors. He said there's another one that he can't remember, <laughs> I which I that. thought was hilarious. Um, that's how much he's invested in his education. Um, that he's taken so many classes now and gotten so many different avenues of his degree that he doesn't remember what it all is now yeah um, that's to me that's that's one of the most impressive things about that i learned about the interview with landon um but i think the biggest said i think he's got this direction and this plan of action that people should really pay attention to yeah absolutely and uh, like i said if you haven't read the story go check it out on oklahoman.com find uh jacob's find it through jacob's twitter at jacob Unruh and uh, and go check it out all right i'll tell you what let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back. We'll get some more of this. We'll get some basketball talk all coming up on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's.
We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. One, of course, the central figure in this uh, has been Mike Gundy, but uh, but one uh, A has been Chuba Hubbard. How do you think this has impacted Hubbard's uh, perception on a national level? I think that, uh, well, I asked the question, and I'll, I'll let you answer the question <laughs> before I just go start answering it. How about that? Um you answer the question yourself there, Scott. That's what Mike would say to you, I think, right? Um, yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, uh, I think I think it's endeared him nationally to the uh, public. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I think he's viewed as kind of, I think this term is used a lot, but agent of change. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think, think he was the first high-profile college athlete to speak out. Yeah. Um, and then you see, um, I, I forget the name, but the running back at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um stay what he did and that he he basically led the charge to get the state flag changed right in mississippi um that came after chuba you had movements before chuba with the texas fight song and different things like that but you didn't have an all-american stepping up right exactly um, and saying what he did and and even that it was an all-american willing to challenge his coach yeah it wasn't an all-american challenging the state flag it wasn't it, it he was literally willing to challenge his coach um and i think that really won a lot of people over um across the nation um i think locally more than people probably realize i think right now you're hearing more voices from people who don't agree with chuba right um but i think there's a lot more people that agree with chuba than people give credit for yeah yeah and i mean uh, around oklahoma politically chuba is in the minority i'm not talking skin color i'm talking talking politically political beliefs um so that so it feels a little weird around here because there are some very vocal people um you know on the uh, opposite side of Chuba but I I'm, I'm I'm with you I think he um has become a voice and a and a, one of the faces of college athletes um the and the movement to uh, to give them some power where they didn't have it before. I uh, thought the video that he was part of for uh, College Athlete Unity. Oh, this weekend? Over the weekend. That was great. Was, uh, was fantastic. Um, it's on his Twitter feed if you want to go check that out. But, um, you know, and lost in all of this is the, um, the uh, nonprofit organization he's starting mm-hmm. that is, uh, is geared toward, uh, toward helping kids. And uh, and uh, parents in uh, in low income situations, and um, that's something that's going to go that's going to last well beyond his uh, his college years. That's gonna that's gonna follow him, and uh, and be something that is important to him for a long time. But he is he is a very grounded young man, mm-hmm. I think, and he understands his position and he cares deeply about uh about making sure that um he can do what he can to to help others and i think that that's going to be the uh the lasting impact of of uh that's going to be his legacy that begins at osu and probably carries on well well beyond yeah i agree i mean he's He's won over a lot of people for yeah. for good reason. Yeah. 
Um, you know, some of the other interesting things to come out of the uh, the investigation uh, from Mike Holder, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up the football talk here and uh, move on to some basketball. But um, you know, I thought uh, I thought Holder's some of Holder's comments were uh, were interesting. I thought it was one of his better press conferences Mm -hmm. as the athletic director that's not always something he does incredibly well um he did seem to to brush off the uh questions about alfred williams the uh, former colorado player who uh who he and uh, a few others had accused mike gunny of using the n-word during a game back in uh, 1989 um on one on on one part i can understand that Yes, this investigation is about what's going on in the program now, um, but uh, at the same time, to completely ignore something that substantial, I was uh, I was I was interested by the fact that he he brushed it off as as quickly as he did. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I know this this story has particularly set off a lot of people, right? Um, and people might think we're piling on, um, but I still feel like there needs to be some answers for this. Yeah. Um, Holder's answers um, were a little surprising to me. Yeah, it seemed a little. He seemed like he he was a little bit uninformed about what was about 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 the entire scope of the story. Yeah, and. Um, that surprised me, and we still haven't heard from Mike Gundy on that yet. Right. Um, you know, and and I think it's gonna he's gonna have to address it at some point. Um, whether that's at Big Twelve Media Days in a couple of weeks or what, he's gonna he's someone's going to ask yeah. um, the question of right. him at some point. Um, Alfred Williams is not gonna back down from it either. Um, I know that for a fact. Right. Um, and so this isn't exactly going away. Um, not yet, anyway. Not yet. Yes, and so. Um, I'll be interested to see kind of where this goes from here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There was another phrase that uh, caught me off guard and uh, was – I understood what Holder was trying to say, uh, but it was it was a weird way to, to say it when he said that the adults are in charge. These are these are grown men <laughs> that uh, that are they're playing football yeah. for your university. Yeah. Um, uh, when, uh, I was, uh, I was she just, was what, 21, right? Yes, he just turned 21 this summer. And other guys that are involved in this are uh, 22, 23. So um, that was, uh, I thought, a, an odd explanation, an odd way to explain yeah, how things are going. But, uh, like I said, in general, I thought Holder held, handled himself incredibly well in that, uh, in I, that press conference. I've had very limited interactions with Holder in the first year mm-hmm. covering Oklahoma State. Um and I was impressed with the way he handled that yeah. press conference overall. Yeah, he had had his opening statement, which he read, and then uh, and then went straight into asking answering questions, and had uh, nearly forty minutes of uh, of Q and A with various media, local and national, and uh, and I thought was uh, for the most part transparent and open and uh, and genuine. So I thought that was. Uh, that was pretty important. All right. Anything else football-wise that we need to uh, to touch on? We I, don't we don't know right now if there's going to be a season. So. Yeah, no idea. Uh, so that's that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, exactly. Just wear a mask. How about that? Right. If you want to watch exactly. college football this season. Yes. 
on your TV or in person. Right. Wear a mask. Um, yeah, anything else? I think that's about, uh, I think, I think that gets us up to that, date. At this yeah, point. I think so. All right. Well, I tell you what, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll get into the uh, NCAA penalties involving the basketball team and the appeal and, uh, and where things stand there. Coming right back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zach's. We're back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. Jacob, chance to uh, to kind of dive into uh, some hoops news or uh, or give a little bit of a status update. Not much to update, but uh, Oklahoma State received some uh, some significant penalties while we were uh, on a podcast hiatus, and um, they have appealed those penalties, which uh, one of which includes a postseason ban for the 2021 season. Uh, kind of your thoughts on where things stand right now? Um, well, they're they're appealing this this process, this uh, one year postseason ban and loss of three scholarships over three years. Um, as far as where they stand right now, they're in a much better spot than I think they thought they were going to be on on June fifth when the announcement came. Interesting. Um, they've and it's not just the appeal. They've they kept the roster primarily intact. Um, as Mike Holder called it, they won the first round of the appeal. I thought that was an interesting way of putting that. <laughs> right. Um, because I think, I mean, they did. They kept Kate Cunningham. Um, that's the biggest win right there is you got the number one player in the country still coming despite the strong possibility that they don't play in the postseason. Right. Um, you only lose your and A. He's a, he's a pretty solid loss. Um, great rim protector for the Cowboys. Um you lose Hitty Rosink, which, you know, Hitty might have developed into a player in a couple of years, but right now he wasn't quite ready to, to contribute a ton. So I think right. you're I think you're okay there. You replace him with some pretty good players though. Um Boynton Boynton is like a magician. Yeah. Right now to keep yeah, everyone yeah. on this roster intact. Um Isaac Likely's back. The recruiting class is intact. You add Farron Flavors Jr., an M- uh, NBA-level type sharpshooter. Um, Bryce Williams from Ole Miss comes in. He can shoot. Um, Bernard Kuma is coming in uh, to replace Yor. Um, he can pl- he can he can score a little bit in the post. He can defend. Um, they're in, they're in a good spot there. The appeal is where you still kind of have questions. They feel good. Holder says he really likes where they're at in the appeal process. They're right now they're in a 30-day period kind of to gather and to make their case um, to why they're, they're you know, of their appeal and stuff. And so I think we're kind of waiting see mode. But they feel, I feel like every time I talk to someone, I feel like they feel better and better about it. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Um, it feels like – and they've had so many notable people come to uh, – come to to that have had their back Mm -hmm. in uh in this whole thing and uh been very vocal in uh in how they've shown their support so i think that will uh will be will be impactful in as the appeals process goes on um now i uh i I know you haven't been able to to watch anything of course none of us have but um sounds like they've actually been on the court for a little bit of pickup ball up, yeah. uh, up in Stillwater. Yeah, they're playing some pickup games that are uh, no coaches or staff are allowed, but they're the players are in Stillwater. They've been testing for COVID. Um, they're playing pickup games, and by all accounts, 
it sounds like Kate Cunningham is going to dominate <laughs> and run the show. And it's going to be every bit as entertaining as people have hoped. Um, I'm excited. I saw a little bit of a clip earlier from someone and I thought, okay, this is going to be fun. And I think OSU fans need to get really, really excited for this season. Um, I'm hoping fans can be in the arena to watch games. If not, I think the ratings are going to be great on TV. Um, but I, there's, I think everything that we've heard about Kate Cunningham is true. Certainly sounds that way. Very exciting times, and uh, nothing official from uh, from the program on uh, COVID testing. But it sounds like they're uh, they're pleased with the results mm-hmm. to this point. Yeah, they're in good shape. It sounds like uh, I think it was Louisville who had to shut down workouts today for a couple of weeks Oof. because they had two players test positive. And people want to say that's just two players. Two players in a fifteen man program is a lot. Yeah, exactly. That's not what you want. Um, Because if you start spreading even more, you start losing big chunks of a 15-man roster. Yeah, exactly. You uh, you double that to four, and you're uh, you're you're down almost a whole line. So that's uh, that's difficult right there. So it's understandable. And uh, like I said, sounds like things are going uh, have been positive at at Oklahoma State thus far. The the football team again had 14. positive cases and sounds like as of last week only one of those was still active and in quarantine everybody else had uh been cleared and returned to workouts so now we've got and it's going to be sporadic on getting that information throughout the year i think because osu is not obligated to release it right um there's hipaa laws so we're never going to get names unless the players announce it themselves right um which i find interesting because when you watch major league baseball right now they're returning to workouts and guys just aren't there and they have to wonder is this guy right. positive or right. what and they have to wait for explanations um it could be like that if, if we do get to play football this fall it could be like that where you you know we think a guy is going to be there and then all of a sudden saturday comes along and pregame you look out there and there's no spencer sanders a quarterback right and there's no explanation he was completely healthy yeah that you're aware of and then all of a sudden spencer's nowhere to be found you got to wonder did he test positive you know right. someone like that and I, i'm not saying spencer is one of these positives but it's an example like you're gonna look out there to look for a quarterback and it could be different yeah exactly we're gonna have to memorize the uh the warm-up line order yeah. so that we can uh, go check guys off as uh, as we go through the line so all right well Hopefully the uh, the next time we're on here it'll be much more sports oriented and uh, and less about all this uh, all this stuff we've been talking about for the last half hour. But uh, but it was still good to get back on uh, yeah. on the microphone for uh, an edition of the Cowboy Chronicles podcast. I'm, I'm glad that people have cared enough to reach out to us. So I hope yeah. you're listening and thanks for hanging around for a few months and yes. we'll try to entertain your downtime a little bit more. We appreciate it very much. Appreciate all of our listeners. And as always, the Cowboy Chronicles podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. <laughs> <laughs>